Life Church and I welcome you on All Nations Sunday. The motto of the United Pentecostal Church is the whole gospel to the whole world. Our desire is to be a church for all people in every community. The Bible describes heaven as a place of all nations, tribes, people, and languages. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, although we embrace the diversity of our communities every day, on All Nations Sunday, on All Nations Sunday, we intentionally take time to celebrate the cultures of our church and community. Heaven is a place for you, and our church is a place for you. We thank you for joining us in celebration and worship. We want you to know you belong here. El lema de la Iglesia Pentecostal Unida es Todo el Evangelio para todo el mundo. Nuestro deseo es ser una iglesia para todas las personas de cada comunidad. La Biblia describe el cielo como un lugar de todas las naciones, tribus, pueblos e idiomas. En Apocalipsis capítulo 7, verso 9, aunque abrazamos la diversidad de nuestras comunidades todos los días, el domingo de todas las naciones, nos tomamos intencionalmente el tiempo para celebrar las culturas de nuestra iglesia y comunidad. El cielo es un lugar para ti y nuestra iglesia es un lugar para ti. Te damos las gracias por unirte a nosotros en la celebración y adoración. Queremos que sepas perteneces a ti.
And, and so I'd lay there in the bed at night shivering. My wife would be over in the chair next to me. And, and was, I was like, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I put my earphones in, not to disturb her. I listened to the word for a little while. And, and then I started listening to some music. But in my mind, this, this song played through my head. And, and what am I going to do tomorrow when I go in for this procedure? You know, or what if they find something? What if they have to do something else? What if I have to come out and then go into open heart? So you know what I mean? Your mind just kind of... And my mind was... And, it, and so I, there, I, I just was like, you know what? God, you got this. There's something about when you, when you are an apostolic, Holy Ghost filled believer and you have faith in the Most High God, you know, you just say that name of Jesus and it invokes power and authority and healing and anointing. So I was just like, Jesus, you got this. And, and, and I was chill and we were old and everything was good. And when I came out, the cool thing was the cardiologist, you know, this this guy, he kind of looked a little like me. Bald head, my, about my age, you know, shaved head look, head shape, uh, you know, uh, you check all that up, you know, it just, it, it looked the same. I was like, well, that's cool. And, and, and they, they gave me some medicines, put me out, and I'm sitting there, I'm dazed, I'm like, and half asleep, and, and he wakes me up, and I'm like, why are you waking me up, man? Really? I hadn't slept in three days. I've been in this ER that's 58 degrees and, and all kinds of noise and three beds right outside my room, but he, he said, hey man, look, look, look. He said, I'm excited. He sounded like a Pentecostal preacher or something, you know. <laughs> he said, look at your heart. Look, look at your where you're... He said, that stent placement is perfect. And it's flowing through great. And there's absolutely no occlusion. He was more excited, I think, than I was. Because they were expecting something more. There's something about the name of Jesus. When you have the power of the name of Jesus, when Jesus is watching over you,
that's going to go to what they're doing in Botswana. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. So with that, I want to invite uh, Brother and Sister Perry both to come greet you, minister to you in Jesus' name. When, when service is over, we'll kind of direct you on how we're going to do the dinner. But, uh, but we're, we're going to let him stand between us and, and a great cultural dinner today for a few minutes and minister. If you were here for the first service, man, it was amazing. The Spirit of God moved. But hey, we're also, we've got some people we haven't seen in a long time. And we've got uh, Chance and Allison and, and their newest addition. Great to have y'all with us today. And uh, just kind of hold her up if you're able to. Uh, she's sleeping. You don't have to. Since they were, uh, I would say a boy, but maybe a teenager, and, and, and it's great to have Jesse with us. Just stand and wave, man. It's been so many years. He walked, he caught me off guard, and I looked in his eyes, and I was like, I know him, man, but he's a, he looks a lot different. So good, and it's great to have you. Great to have every guest here today, Brother Perry. I'm gonna quit talking and let you talk. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you are still standing. We love your pastor's wife and their daughter. Got to spend some time with her, actually, in Connecticut. But, uh, wow, what an awesome presence of God that is here. Amen. Amen. If you're a guest here today, I just want to be very clear. You're in the right place. If you're looking for a church, you found the church. You have a great pastor here, great pastor's wife, amen. And I hear great food, amen. And I would encourage you to come back next week because there'll be a much better preacher next week. Over 30 years ago now, I made a phone call to talk to a young lady that I had went to school with to let her know I would not be at her wedding because uh, I was working three jobs. I was insane. I didn't sleep. And I never got to talk to her because her sister was home from Africa and answered the phone. And I'm thankful that God put me together with the most beautiful woman in the world that day. Amen. People always ask, how did you meet? I just say, she was a dial-a-date. Some of you older folks get it. The young folks are like, what is that? Amen. But I want her to greet you, and once she is finished, I'm going to ask them to start the video that is prepared that tells a little bit of our story, and then we're going to see what Jesus will do. Is that all right? Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. How are you this morning? I cannot be in an all-nations Sunday and not speak Kidoka Kiswahili. A little bit of Kiswahili. Mungu ya mimi ni kubwa sana. My God is big. Yes, 
kubwa sana. Yesu ni mweza kufanya ye yote. Jesus is able to do anything. I have gone here and I have gone there. Hakuna Mungu ingine. There is no other God. Amen. It is such a blessing to be here with you this morning. And although we are going to Botswana, they do not speak Swahili. I grew up in Swahili speaking nations. So my one of my first languages is Swahili. And for some reason, that's just coming natural to me this morning. Yeah. But it is good to be here. It is good to be with the Crutchfields and with Lauren. You have no idea how many times my family talked about your church. This is my kind of church. Quickly saw a revival happen. 
it was amazing to watch my children who had grown up in Africa learn how to navigate the American church and the American culture, but still be missionaries. It's a big piece of our life that we will never regret. What a privilege to be part of planning a church in that great city. Up until one year ago, we were pastoring two churches. We genuinely believed we were going to spend the rest of our life in Connecticut with the church there, watching God do incredible things until God made it very, very clear we were to return to Botswana and continue the work that he had allowed us to be part of those many years ago. And as much as it grieved me because I loved the people of Connecticut and I loved what we were doing, I knew that we were being called back to Botswana. I knew it was time to go back to the people that I love and a place that I knew them my husband was feeling the calling to go back to. So now we are returning to Botswana to continue the work that God allowed us to be part of those many years ago as fully appointed missionaries with the United Pentecostal Church. I know, I realize I did all these years going back. How in the world are you doing that? My, my response is pretty simple. There's no other place I'd rather be than in a land we love, the land we are called to, the people that we love so very, very much, than to go work with a national superintendent that used to be part of your youth group. No place I'd rather be than right there doing the will of God, the work of God. I cannot wait to get there and see what God has remaining years in that nation. There's not just villages that have never heard this truth, but there's entire regions. The fact that those people have not even had an opportunity to accept or reject this truth, it's just unacceptable. I really do believe that God's sending us back to reach that nation because the time is short. If not now, then when? The time is now. The time is now for Botswana. The time is now for us to go back to Botswana, to the people that we love, and to the country that we call home. Everyone that is watching this presentation can be part of what God's doing and going to do in the nation of Botswana. And you can do that by simply committing once a month that you're going to spend some time praying for the Perrys, praying for the nation of Botswana, praying for the church in Botswana. We also need individuals, churches, that will partner with us financially. Will you partner with us to see the mission happen in Botswana now? These are our people, and we're going home. I'm thankful you could never go because I get to go. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, what was the word? 
Some people are genuine and some are genuine. For those that caught it in the video. Amen. I love the family God. I'm looking at a clock. I'm looking at notes. But I'm just going to share one thing that I, I just want to share. In the process of us going back and transitioning a pastor into the church in New Haven, which was a young man that received the Holy Ghost in our church that may have never received the Holy Ghost had you all not supported some church planners in New Haven, Connecticut. That's pretty awesome. But in the process of all that, my wife and I, it is quite a long process to become an appointed missionary. It, your whole life is unveiled. There's a lot of people that find out all kinds of details of your life. And we were a little frustrated with how long it was taking. We were back in Connecticut, and the pastor there, Pastor Gilbert, they had organized through a few of our Yale students that were there to have a meeting on campus. And we were, we were a little concerned about that there was even plans and they had security and they were worried about protests and none of that happened this was a meeting of over 100 people and it was not the district showing up this was a meeting that had students and staff and the community there and as the young man that came and preached and minister preached after there were there were three that received the baptism of the holy ghost at dwight hall on the campus of yale the pastor, after one of those individuals wanted to be baptized, a young lady, and we we went just went all out and put a horse trough right on the old campus of Yale. And they took her out and they baptized her in Jesus' name. I love how God does what He does. We talked with the young lady after, and she found out that we were going to Africa. And she says, "I'm going to Africa this summer," and I said, "Really." She says, yes, sir, I'm going, and I'm going to be spending the summer there. She was a health services major, and, and she was going to work with the government and with the health programs there in the, the country that she was going to. And I said, well, where are you going? And she says, Botswana. <laughs> what is the chance of all the thousands of students, she'd be the one to get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, and would be going to Botswana? Friend, when God does things, He does things well. He does things well. If you have a Bible, I'd like you to open to the book of John. I do stand between you and food. But let me tell you, this, this boy here didn't get his size by wanting to hold back people from food. Well, maybe hold you back so I can get some of the food. I hope you're ready. An elder in my life, someone that I would say is a bishop in my life, once told me when I was much younger, he said, Rick, there's, there's two kinds of preachers that preach a message they've never preached anywhere before for the first time, and that's a genius or a fool. And he said, you're neither. He's trying to tell me something. And I think that statement is still very true, but sometimes God just messes with you. And you got to do what God tells you to do. So if this doesn't go so well, I'm just going to blame God. And you all can blame me. But I do believe you came here for a reason that you may not have even known. I love what I feel in the house of God. I love life. 
United Pentecostal Church. Amen. Amen. If you would stand with me for the reading of the word, John chapter 15. I'm going to do my best to be aware, be aware of the time. Not beware, but just be aware of the time. John chapter 15, verses 14 to 17. It says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me. This is Jesus talking. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. You should go and draw lines on the grass. You should go and pick people up for church. Okay, hallelujah. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you, not loan you, give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for every individual, every family, Lord, that is represented here today. I pray, Lord, that we leave here, God, not just having a, a fun time, a good time. I feel, Lord, a great atmosphere in the house today. I pray, Lord, we leave here, God, excited. We leave here encouraged. We leave here, God, with strength. We leave here knowing, God, that you are the king and we are your servant. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are in my life. I pray, Lord God, for every individual here today that we leave out of your house, Lord. Lord, filled with your spirit. That we leave out of this place, Lord God, consumed by your spirit. In the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you say amen? Amen. amen. God bless you. Before you're seated, would you turn to somebody and just smile real big? If they don't smile, you just keep smiling. Watch what happens. It's a little experiment I've been doing. It's amazing what happens. I, I, you can be seated once you've done that. Some of y'all are enjoying that so much. You're like, I'm not going to sit down. I've been in churches and I've looked for the grumpiest person I could find. And just watched them until I get up to preach and do that. And it's amazing. It's just like their whole demeanor changes. So there's no grumpy people here. Today, I do believe that God would love to fill you with his spirit if you've never received his spirit before. I do believe he'd love for you to be here filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, the scripture calls it. And if you are here and you have never experienced that experience, and it may sound really strange to you to even hear that, I want to encourage you, it is something available it is something he desires to do. And I believe that if you will come with a repentant heart and you'll say, Lord, forgive me, search me, you pray that way. And you just make up your mind, I'm leaving this church and I'm going to live for him. I am pretty confident there's no reason why you should not receive his spirit today. Today we celebrate the nations. We've come together with friends and family to enjoy some friendship, to enjoy some food. 
There's many that have crossed cultural boundaries or perhaps you're looking for friendship. I personally believe that heaven is going to look a lot like this. I personally believe, Joseph, that heaven is going to look like your coat. I personally believe there's going to be all kinds of different folk in heaven. Hallelujah. And I can't wait to get there. But I want to take as many with me as I can. I'm tired of stuffy church. I'm tired of nonsense in the church. I'm tired of church hurt. I'm tired of all kinds of things going on in the kingdom that prevent people from, from getting into where God wants them to be because I firmly believe heaven's going to be a party. I believe heaven's going to be a little wild like it was in here just a few minutes ago. Amen. Well, I got notes. I've lived long enough, like many here in this place this morning, to know that men will always fail me. Here we go. I cannot put all my confidence and trust in man. Don't get me wrong, I've got a few friends that I would be very much there for them, and I know they would be there for me when I'm in trouble. But I have discovered that man will always fail me. And I can't use my disappointment in fellow man to deter me from my walk and my relationship with my God. Today I want to talk about friends. I want to, I don't know if we're going to talk or just scream and yell and get crazy, but I, I believe in friendship. I believe that God is looking for a friend. I believe that there's some in this house that are saying, if I could just have a friend, if, if I could just have somebody that I could trust. And here we are on this All Nation Sunday at Life Church, and I just say, let's explore this word friend from a biblical perspective. One use of the word is in relationship to the bridegroom. The Hebrew word, morea, sometimes has a special meaning and that meaning is friend of the bridegroom. Or in our day and age, the best man. Oh, I'm wanting to just go down rap, you know, trails here and I can't do it. We don't have time for that. But, but I, I had a best man that legally was my best man. That at one time in our life caused us all kinds of grief. So I know what it's like to have people that say they're your friend stab you in the back. I get it. I understand it. But I hope before you leave here today, you're going to know that you can be a friend. And that you got somebody that you can count on. Hallelujah. I am thankful for the bridegroom. I am thankful for a God that says you are part of my bride. I am thankful to be part of the church. And church, the bride is who we are. We are his bridegroom. Or we are the bridegroom's bride. And I believe that this friendship, I was talking with an elder here this morning after service that I'm not even going to look around because I'll probably mess it up, but I got a feeling that his bride, bride is somewhere over here, right there. There she is. And I got a feeling that it's because of friendship. 
talked to this lady for hours on the phone. I didn't know what she looked like. She could have been 800 pounds with a full beard. But I knew that this was my friend. And I asked her what kind of ring she wanted. The first phone call. That's a true story. Young people, this is before cell phone. This is before internet. Lord, help me to just be satisfied with no 
friend is shown by the fact that there was never more than one at a time. Oh, I think you better hear that again. It was such an important position to the king. It was such an important relationship to the king that there was never more than one friend of the king at a time. Some of you are like scared. How's he going to get out of this one? Thank God that we're not talking about a king in the natural today. But we're talking about the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The one that knows the number of hairs on your head or the lack thereof. We're talking about the one that breathed life into your lungs. one friend that he truly trusted, that he confided in, that he believed in. I find it interesting. I find it so interesting that the Jewish Shama that we read in Deuteronomy 6.4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. There is no pluralities in the Godhead. He is singular. Jesus said, If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word and God are the same. In verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I'm thankful that there's one God, and that His name is Jesus. But that one true God says, I am looking for a friend. I'm looking for somebody that's going to be faithful. I'm looking for somebody. He's using the Hebrew word mera here. 
In other words, I am the King, the Messiah, and I'm telling you that you are my friend. Oh, somebody in the house today needs to hear this. You walk through the doors with everything on you, feeling everything against you, not sure about tomorrow, not even sure about this crazy life, church, but you walk in here wondering, doubting, questioning, or even just looking and hoping. I've come to tell you, the king is in the house. I didn't even notice. This morning we've walked into this place questioning, wondering, does he see me? Does he hear me? Does he really know me? And this preacher from up north, from all over, I don't know where I'm from anymore. I just come to tell somebody the answer is yes, 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 yes. He loves you. Yes, he sees you.
That's belief. I don't know if you've ever been that kid, but if somebody told me it's going to hurt, don't tell me that. I want proof. I'm going to get hurt. Don't put your hand in the fire. I know I tried to put my hand, I put my shoes in the fire thinking I'm okay. Melted the bottom of those tennis shoes that dad worked for. Got my butt beat. You got to believe. If you believe something, uh -huh. it's going to affect your behavior. It's going to affect your response. It sounds so good. This was this preaching was going so good until Lord, you put some conditions on our friendship. Something like him say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I, I never knew you. But yet Abraham, he says, I see Abraham, my friend. The king saw a servant and elevated him to a place of friendship. He's a friend as a relationship between a king and his most faithful, trusted servant. I am his friend when I believe in him. I am his friend when I do what he says. I'm his friend when I do whatever he commands of me. Jesus said, if you love me, John chapter 14 verse 15 he says, if you love me what will you do? You will keep my commandments. You can't walk around saying you're a friend of God when you know you're living a life that's not pleasing to God. You can't walk around saying I'm one of his when he said I don't even know who you are. You don't even love me enough to do what I say. You're not near the position of servant, let alone friend. Is this alright? Oh, I hope there's some barbecue out there. And Yankees don't know how to cook. I'll just tell you that. We were on a mission field in Connecticut. And I hope they never hear this. Oh, they know it's true. The further north you go, I got Canadian friends, but their idea of spice is some salt on potatoes. I married a girl from Baton Rouge, so you know, I'm half safe. So why not this morning? I think you better you better stand with me so you you have some hope. That was for real. You, I'm On this friend Sunday, I hope you come with somebody you call a friend, but I pray that each and every one of us would not only make ourselves friendly with others, but that we'll pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ to the point that he can truly say of us that we are his friend. I pray that you step into an arena of servanthood if you are not there yet, knowing that one day he's going to look down and say, there's my friend. There's the one I trust with this truth. There's the one that I trust with what I've got going on in this world. This morning, I challenge you to take the time and take in the time to think about 
the world that you live in and the focus of this world so often on self and it's often on keeping up with the Joneses and it's often, again, how many likes we can get on, on social media. I, I, let me tell you something. If you're fighting from anxiety and depression, depression I can help you. There, there's someone more qualified in the house, but can I just tell you where to start? Amen. Some of you are expecting some old-time Pentecost. Amen. Delete your social media. The hardest part about planning a church was getting on social media and finding out that everybody else has the best thing going. Everything's perfect. They got no problems. Come on. Speak. Some of you don't. Let's move on. Because you are standing. Mark chapter 12, verse 30, 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Say to God, I want you to look at somebody next to you. And say, are we friends? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. It's that church. Look at someone else next to you and say, are we friends? Now I want you to look back at those same two people and ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Would you look at the other one, ask them, because you're, you're friends, hopefully. And if you're friends, you don't want your friend to lose out on this. You don't want your friend to walk out of here without the power of his spirit. Why don't you look at him and say, have you been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins? If they just look at you strange, or they give you a little shrug, or they don't answer, the chances are they don't have that experience. On the day of Pentecost, Peter preached. The one that Jesus said upon this rock, the one that he gave the keys to the kingdom, Peter preached. If you're, you're one that's familiar with Catholicism, and maybe that's the way you were raised, it would be what the Catholic Church calls their first pope. Peter's first message, the first pope's message was this. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then we read throughout the book of Acts the history of the early church. Every time they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they spoke in a language they had never learned. Why? Because the tongue is the most unruly member. What's the first thing you want to do when you're angry? So Jesus said, if you, you want to be my servant, you want to be my friend, you got to give me control. Yes, the church shouldn't be about control, but Jesus is. I might be making a mess right now. So if you've got a friend next to you that doesn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, would you invite them to come to this altar right now? We're six minutes past where I wanted to be, but that's okay because this doesn't have to take long. You mean to tell me everybody in here has the Holy Ghost? You got a revival going on, Pastor. 
Come on, I'm gonna get you're all social when I talk about a friend. Now don't you just get get you're a friend of God, and if that's so, you're gonna follow the commandments and you're gonna ask, have they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? And if they have not, invite them to come with you. Don't force them, but invite them. And if someone's inviting you, it's because they're your friend. Because they want to see you saved. They want to see you walk out of here with the power of God. They want to see you leave and they want to hear reports of how God has done great things in your life like he's never done in your walk with him before. That's the Holy Ghost. The book of Acts chapter 1. It tells us that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost. As you come, would you come and just stand here in the front? We're going to do a few things. I promise we're not going to come and, and, and throw you on the floor. We're not going to come and trick you. We're not going to do anything crazy. I'm not even going to get close enough to spit on you. I don't know if you can. Pastor's never going to have Perry back. Is there anybody else? Don't worry, the food's going to be there. It's going to be warm. This is not going to take long. I don't believe this. I believe God's ready to do a quick work right here. Would you come if you need the Holy Ghost? Amen. Church, if there's no one else wanting the Holy Ghost, I want to encourage you, if you've not been baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus, you need to talk to pastor, the ministry here, and get baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. Nowhere after Jesus ascended into heaven did they baptize any other way but the name of Jesus. Go see if it's true. Go read for yourself. We need to be born, John said, be born of water and of the Spirit. And there's some here you've come, you need the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've come because you want to receive that gift. You want to leave out of here knowing beyond any doubt, I've got that Holy Ghost spoken of in the book of Acts. I believe he's going to fill you. But I want to invite the rest of the church to come that doesn't have responsibilities. And I want you to come into this altar area. And this is the reason why those seeking for the Holy Ghost. Would you come, church? Because the Bible says that he inhabits the praise of his people. So we're just going to gather here in this altar, those that will. And we're just going to praise. I, I know I'm in a military town, but... Thank you. Now the worshipers are coming. But we're going to repent together. And once we repent, those seeking for the Holy Ghost, once you've truly repented, I don't believe in this, Lord forgive me, and there's, I believe in emotion, because the Bible talks about godly sorrow. Sorrow. There, there's something that happens in us when we truly are saying, Lord, I want to live for you. I've been doing my best, God, but this is the next step. I want this. I, I want everything you have for me. And I promise you, if you've given everything to him and you'll lift your hands and your voice, he's a gentleman. He's not going to force you. He's not going to just cause it just to happen. But as you open your mouth, and you don't have to, you don't have to be loud and obnoxious like me, but you do have to speak. You do have to open your mouth. And as you begin to worship him, I promise you, as these other worshipers are around, he's going to fill you with this, this spirit. 
And there's some that you didn't come, but as you're here, I promise if you'll just begin to worship him once you've repented, he'll fill you with his spirit. There's some that you are sitting out there right now and you, you just weren't sure about this crazy whatever Yankee African. I, I'm just telling you, right where you are, if you'll just lift your hands in your voice and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, search me, Jesus. Come on, church, would you begin to pray a prayer of repentance? Lord God, see if there be any wicked way. I want to live right, God. I want to do right. I want to stand right before you. Lord God, help me to leave, Lord, different. Help me to leave out of here changed. I don't want to walk the path I've been walking, God, if it's not what you desire for my life. Forgive me, God, for the things that I know that I've done that are against you and against your word.
just close your eyes for a moment. Speak out to the Lord. What, whatever your language is, just call on His wonderful name. Just close your eyes, God. Thank you. Thank you for your presence that we feel in this place. Your presence that not everyone in this life gets to feel. That not everyone experiences. And I'm privileged today, God, to hear your voice, to feel your spirit, and to hear your words as you speak into my life. I just love you. I want to follow you. God, I want you to direct me. I want to get up every morning, Lord, and I want to pray to you. And I want to talk to you. And I want you to guide me and lead me throughout my day. So I can continue to grow stronger and stronger in that relationship with you. I just worship you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Now that you prayed, amen, I want you just to seal that prayer with praise. Whatever your cup, clap your hands, lift your hands. Some may want to just cry out, hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord, in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. It is so good to be in the presence of God. We, we do have to shift because we do have a wonderful dinner. Uh, can, we, can we thank everyone once again? And when you're going through the line and you see somebody's name on a dish, thank them. They got out and worked. Uh, I saw Brother Torres at Walmart last night as he was picking up some things and uh, it, and, and God really, uh, he, he was in a hurry, but God was doing something. So I want to, uh, I, I want to quickly share with you who won our gifts and Lexi, I believe, that yes, Lexi's over to my right. She's got some uh, gift cards for you and we do want to do this. And when I call your name, if you could kind of come up here, in about five minutes, we're going to transform this sanctuary completely over. Uh, team, if you want to help, you're more than welcome to help. Make sure you have your bag when you step away because that seat's not going to look like that in, in about five minutes. And, uh, ten minutes. Five minutes. We're not going to be outside. Okay, well, we're eating outside today. It's such a beautiful day. Everybody's looking forward to that. Amen. If, you, if you're not eating outside, if you can't, we'll definitely uh, make some room for you. But I want to go over who won the cultural dress today and the food. And, and so who won the dress third? And I saw it when I came in for grace practice was... Brother Damon Banks, he's probably outside. There he is. All right, come on up, Brother Banks. All right. Second was Andrea Mackey. Andrea, or are you in here? Come on, y'all, come on up here. And uh, 
in first place, and, 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 and I don't know if I'll get the last name, Tao. Am I saying it right? Pasulai. Pasulai. All right. Yes, right. Come on over here, Tao, and, and, and let's, let's take a. Y'all stand right there, and the, the, the chefs that have worked so hard uh, to prepare you food, when you see them, thank them, enjoy this food, it's phenomenal, I already smelled it and saw it. Our third place goes to buttered chicken and Indian dish, Katrina Morris. Katrina, where are you? Let's come on up here. And uh, our second place in, is Caribbean meatballs. Christina McMillan, let's give her a hand. In first place, Cuban, uh, Cuban pork, the Torres family. Y'all come on up here. Come on up here, ladies. Congratulations. Thank you. As they come, the, the chefs are going to stand right here, and our cultural dress is going to stand right here, and somebody hopefully has a, a camera. Sister Lexi's got a camera. Hold on just a second. All right, y'all scooch over this way. Sister Crutchfield, come up here. Scooch over, scooch over, scooch over. All right, scooch, scooch, scooch. All right, smile. Yay. And Lacey has your gift card. Make sure and see her. She's got a gift card. Thank you. God bless you so much. Amen. All right. Is anybody ready to eat? Brother Big Gordon, come up here. Let's give him a hand. All He's right, really all right, all right. Woo! It's feeling good around here. It's smelling good around here. And now it's time to eat some food. What we're not doing is we're not breaking down the sanctuary. We were going to do it. But everybody outside can't come here like, Brother Dave, we just need to eat outside. Brother Dave, we just need to eat outside. And I'm thinking that's just not the plan. But it is the plan now. We're going to eat outside. We'll put a couple of tables in the foyer for people that just absolutely don't want to. But it is positively beautiful outside. So this is what I'm going to say. Please allow our guests and our elders to go to the front of the line. Once they're up at the front of the line, everybody else, you're welcome to go get some of this absolutely incredible food out there. Um, I, I think that's it, because usually we would have a big breakdown of sanctuary kind of a thing. Oh, wait, 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 we got, we got to take up our offering and our, and our tithes and stuff. We don't want to rob you of that, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm going to get ready and pray. And when I, when I say amen, you're going to come and give. And when you're done giving, you can go eat. Lord, we sure do thank you and love you for all the things that you've done, that you're doing, and that you're planning on doing. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless this offering, bless the food that we're about to eat to the nourishment of our bodies. And everybody said, yeah. amen. Come and once you've given, go eat some food. Please remember to allow our guests and our elders first if you could thank you brother Migdor also remember they are our guests but uh, if, if our missionaries to Botswana our friends uh, if they get to the line and, and shift up in front of you please uh, be honored to allow them to go through that line as soon as they get out there uh, they've worked real hard and been here for several days to be here with us hey one last thing most folks 
Dutch brought two dishes, and we separated the dishes on each side. So if you go down one line, you probably most likely got a view of all the things that are on both sides.